Well, do you have money? Ready or not, I'm Natalie. I'm Alec. I'm Carly. We're doing this again. We're doing this again. We're, we're doing this again. This is our second episode yeah. of the podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about the second episode of Ready or Not, titled Smokescreen. Yeah. So you can just guess what that's about, or watch the episode, or watch the episode and then listen to us because that's that's better. That's. So. Where do we so the begin? episode starts off when they're watching home movies, Amanda and Busy. Yeah. Which was a very expositional scene. It was just literally Busy explaining her relationship with her brother. Frankie. Frankie. Who's a bit older than her, a couple years older. He must be 14, because he's, he's in high school, high school. And they're in 6th or 7th grade. They're 12, right? Cause in grade 7. So he must But they be... were in 6th grade. Remember, you kept correcting me in the oh, first episode. So maybe they're only 11. And he's 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever his exact age, it's clear that the whole episode surrounding this perceived adolescence that he's going through that Busy is not. Yeah. Which is what her perspective is for pretty much the entire time. Before we talk about the actual episode, what happens in it? Um, I ne- Something I realized like once I started looking more into like specific episodes of the show is the caliber of people who have worked on these episodes. Like... Mm-hmm. The writer of this episode was Hart Hansen, and he created the TV show Bones. <laughs> wow. Well, he okay. Different that's like going show. into his 12th season. That's, uh... Yeah, like he <laughs> created the TV show Bones, but was also a writer. He wrote a couple episodes of Ready or Not. And he also worked on other stuff like Joan of Arcadia, Judging Amy, Road to Avonlea. I think he had a mix of sort of like his early stuff looked a lot more like Canadian. Mm-hmm. 90s, early 2000s, and he just, yeah, created Bones, which is really successful and has Angel from Buffy in it. This is why everyone needs to watch Ready or Not, because it's, like, so good. It's this hidden gem of just amazingness. Yeah. Yeah, the writing in this one is terrific. Even in that early expositional scene, it was, like, there were certain juxtapositions of, like, sure, Amanda's saying the most obvious, easy way to say what she's thinking, but, like, the way that Busy reacts at the very end of the scene... By doing the exact opposite. Like, Amanda basically says, too busy, you have to respect your brother's privacy. So we see that scene end by her disrespecting her brother's privacy by just waiting until he fails to close the door on them. Yeah. And so she, it's just, it's interesting to me that, like, directly what Amanda says, busy does the opposite and makes her a participant in that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think overall the writing in this episode was, like, really strong there were a lot yeah. of lines in terms, in terms, that were very yeah, sharp like wow there was a lot of really sharp lines and just the structure of it was really interesting to me for a kid's show in the way that there was like a really distinct like plots all revolving around different characters they all had and they were all they all intersect at a certain point mm-hmm. but start off really separately in terms of like busy has a ha, busy's plot is her relationship with her brother and how that's changing as he's getting older and like kind of leaving her behind Amanda's also revolves around Busy's brother, but it's because she has a crush on him. 
and Busy's brother gets his own storyline, which is kind of unusual because he's not, he's like separate from the two yeah. girls, but he has yeah. his own storyline where he is trying to be cool and starts smoking and wants to fit in with these older kids. And they're really distinct at the beginning and eventually they all come together and intersect in a way that sort of seems like beyond a kid show mm-hmm. in terms of like the, the it just structure of the writing. the dynamic of like yeah. Busy's entire family kind of. Yeah, and I think that's just like really advanced, like a lot of it's really advanced. Really it's, do yeah, that. it's yeah. really advanced for. He's a such a secondary character. Show. I feel like there's yeah. a whole episode revolving around him. And it's this interesting. Is essentially, that, an introduction. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a really strong like A, B, and C plot. Yeah, and there are ripples between all three. Yeah, and usually I feel like in kids shows they like that's a lot. lot like things are much more straightforward and focus on mm-hmm. the main characters and focus on one sort of plot all the way through. And yeah. this is like mm-hmm. a really there's a lot of layers to the plots and sort of different perspectives so to take of the situation. <laughs> yeah. And even beyond the writing, there were some scenes that were just so enjoyable to watch. In this one especially, I found more so than the previous ones. The dream scenes oh, always those blow me away. Oh. This was just a higher level in every way for me from the last dream scene, which is funny that both of the first two episodes have these yeah. sort of each dream scene. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, there's a recurring like fantasy yeah. sequence. But they're so good. And like differently it's, done. Yeah. Very, yeah, different, differently done stylistically. <laughs> yeah. In like colors are different, everything. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um So yeah, after the after the really expositional home movie scene and the scene with Busy and her brother, um, it goes to them at the uh, basketball tryouts. Busy's brother's basketball tryouts, which he doesn't want them to go to, but they just go but to the high there, school anyway. But they're there, they're being very loud and obvious yeah. that they're there, but he doesn't notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amanda's kind of back at it at a point with just, like, weird girl hate <laughs> stuff where she was, like... Oh, that was that strange. Was... Oh, yeah, that Jessica She hates girl. Jessica Purdy or whatever. Yeah. And, like, she says her full name every time. Yes, yeah. They but both do. Yeah, but the thing is that the girl's sitting behind them, and she, like, makes it a point to look back at her and comment about her, how annoying she is every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the girl's not even doing anything. Like, you can't really even hear it's her. A, yeah, it's, like, a weird... Her presence kind of... just annoys Amanda. Yes. Yeah. She reminds me a lot of the character in the last episode yeah. who Amanda has been dream about. No. They're different characters. This girl was definitely trend, in high yeah. school, but they look the same with, with like the, the blonde, blonde hair and it's kind like of like curly, curly long. Yeah, and I feel like she, even her specific quips or whatever yeah. they were so just said, unrelated to reality, like her hair, she yeah, dyed yeah, it with she Kool-Aid, with Kool-Aid which is apparently She said, blonde. quote, Jessica, she's such a moron, colored her hair with Kool-Aid and stuffed her bra. Like, but she was like completely blonde. How did you yeah. do that with Kool-Aid? I is don't there think like that's, white Kool-Aid? I don't I feel think like that's a true like, thing. Maybe she's like dyed her blonde hair with Kool-Aid to be like, but I don't know why but that would be But then she's like, that's not even her natural hair color. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I feel like that's. it sounded like a rumor that she heard that cannot be true That doesn't all. connect. It doesn't make sense. She just wants to repeat it. And I Busy just... reacts completely with... She, I don't even know if she hears it this entire yeah, scene. She's, she's just, just like, on... But she mentions it later on in the episode. She does. So she heard it, but she didn't <laughs> yeah, she's react, just like, react to it. But it's just like a weird, specific thing that Amanda has where she's kind of gossipy and judgmental of other girls yes but at the same time she acts like superior to busy whenever busy is judgmental of her brother (laughs) yeah um another part i really enjoyed was when amanda was in the hall and was like really self-conscious about being there (laughs) oh that was amazing just kept being like what should we do we shouldn't be here we shouldn't talk to him and really worried about manners and how she should like react i I related to that scene a lot because i remember being in high school or 
whatever, and having a lot of anxiety all the time, and it would come out in strange ways like that. And But Busy handled it in a good way, I think, in that just, like, not really yeah, <laughs> cooperating at all, and just kind of going to do her thing until Amanda went, like, yeah. got it out of her system. Kind yeah, of. Amanda just had to kind of be like, should we be here? We shouldn't be here. Like, <laughs> like it's my brother. It's should fine. we give him emotional like, support? Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Amanda sort of seemed, like, wise beyond her years a lot in this episode, where she talked a lot about, like, psychology and, like, emotional support. She had so many statistics on her, like, just ready to, (laughs) you know? (laughs) A lot of information. She had researched this, but how? There was no internet. Did she read books? Health class, I guess. Health class, I guess, yeah. You learn about, like, why smoking is bad for you. Mm-hmm. More women die of lung cancer than breast cancer. That's what I learned from this episode. Yeah. Specifically, that statistic. There was one There was one thing she said, though, that I was like, is that true? I forget what it was. And she also talked about pollution, I remember. She talked about just, I don't know, every kind of issue. So. Yeah, all of their reactions seemed uh, distinctly how I remember feeling about smoking at that age. <laughs> like, <laughs> just a very reactionary, very Definitely. upset and, like, it's because of how they were formed by the media themselves, these characters. But it's also very interesting because that's so relatable, you know? Like, it wasn't that <laughs> nuanced, but in a good way that was promoting health, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's how I'd want them to react. And I was definitely, like, an Amanda in that situation. Where <laughs> me like, too. what are you doing? And she was, like, really panicked about, like, the yes. whole thing. That's me, that's yeah. me when anyone does anything that I, like, She had, like, they um, should do. the air freshener can. Yeah. And she's like, what has a girl got to do to get an open window around yeah. here? So that was um, sweet. Yeah, I, I really relate to Amanda's just sort of, like... She was the voice of reason in this yeah. episode. But she's, like, also very panicked the entire the time. Yeah, that's me. And anxiety, which yeah, is that's awesome, it. you know? Like... Yeah, she was. She's multidimensional. Yeah. She's a character that is so relatable in every way. But then she goes off and isn't really self-conscious or worried about writing a poem to Busy's brother. Oh, and that was extremely relatable to me. The whole poem and kind of expressing your feelings in that way. I don't know. At that age, do you write poems? For people? I write poems, but I don't sneak them into their rooms. I I don't really yeah. send them to people because that's you know. But yeah, that was. How she was so self-conscious at school, like, how she should react, but then she didn't really care about putting the poem in his room mm-hmm. and expressing all her feelings. And it was obviously her. Like, who else would do that? Who else would go into his room and leave a letter? Like, Yeah. And exactly. dots, who else dots their eyes with happy faces? It was <laughs> Lots so... of people. Busy knew it was her. <laughs> yeah. Busy identified that pretty quickly, which was nice to see. But I, I just really like the baldness of her self-expression there you know like that sounds kind of weird but like yeah it was relatable in ways that are kind of hard to articulate because I didn't even write poems to people but I still like get that feeling of like okay in this situation I need to act this way but in this one now I'm gonna really express myself like let's do that here like that seems safe to me it's just how this show is exploring adolescent boundary construction yeah. I think yeah and it's totally <laughs> just like a self-made yeah, like it's ideas invented. of what yeah you kind of invent like what's appropriate for you to do like what you can do and what is like and when you can do it like yeah. when does this feel safe when this does not feel safe yeah like yes. sneaking away from dinner to sneak a poem into a guy you likes room is like gutsy and is that not the time and, but she was of her t- life where she would be doing that exactly yeah like, exactly so but perfect. she was too nervous to like say hi to him after a basketball <laughs> tryout which yeah is a totally contradictory but realistic yeah response to like 
sometimes you do things that don't make sense, <laughs> yeah. but in your head, it's like the only it way. It just to feels do them. right to do yeah. that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. It she just seems like such a genuine character. Like, just there were the last episode we were talking, like, they just seem so real. Like, we're following yeah. two real people. It's, you sometimes forget that's like a show and they're yeah. actresses. I don't know. Also, during the dinner scene, the dad, like, Busy's parents are obviously supposed to be like a really traditionally Catholic. Italian family. Yeah, Italian yeah. Catholic family. But um, the scene where the dad, like, makes the, his wife go get mustard in a way that he's just like, where's the mustard? And, like, makes her go get it. And then the son asks for something. He's like, yeah, manners. But he just, like, wouldn't go to the fridge to get mustard for himself and, like, basically insinuated his wife should do it. Which is, like, I guess really realistic to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. And she been, did kind of call him out on it. Yeah. But, I would have been interested to see Amanda's reaction in that situation, but she was so she consumed. She wasn't there. Yeah. The no, I don't think letter. she was there in the scene. Oh, I think she, yeah, I think she'd already left. She I had stuff after. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, that's why we don't see, we don't see Busy's reaction. It kind of stays on. Yeah. It was sort of an interchange between the parents. Although I'm sure it wouldn't have been, Anything. we wouldn't have seen too much of a reaction from Busy, I think. It was probably just a it's just normal for her. Where, yeah, like, my own life. yeah, where you see, like, yeah, you I don't realize it. Either. That's just how. But it was just, like, a very, yeah. I don't know, weird thing to see. They just, just kind that, of, like, like, kind of just put these little exchanges in the show where yeah. it's, like... That, like, have a lot of deeper meaning to them. But they're so small and, you know, not really it was, to the it plot. W- but it's so good and... Uh, it was really pointing out the contradictions between what adults think is acceptable for them to do versus what, like, children do. Because the son asked for something and the dad was like, be polite to your mother, like, have manners. But it was totally fine for him to, like, insinuate his wife was responsible for getting, like, a condiment that he wanted. Yeah. The entire... Exactly. And they make a point yeah. because she sits down and says, you're welcome, when he doesn't say thank you. So it's he, they're pointing out that what he did was, like, wrong, but not in a... Just mm-hmm. in... Just purely through, a, a, like, a, an exchange between two, like characters who aren't don't matter at all to the plot in this episode yeah, yeah. but the entire dinner scene i think showed the dynamic of the brothers and the, the yeah. yeah there's a huge through line of looking at masculinity in this episode i think yeah especially oh with yeah. frankie's storyline frankie's but basketball impressing his father yeah yeah <laughs> the brothers are not Ooh. very and nice yeah people. the brothers like <laughs> putting him down and yeah, there was a not lot. Not a great relationship if you were, we're looking at just like it's not the dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> I like, um, in, I think in the next scene, there's a scene where um, Amanda talks about psychology and Busy's like, psychology only works in your family. It doesn't yeah. work in mine. <laughs> I thought that was so relatable. Like, some families yeah. you can talk about things and things can work out, and, and some it's just not welcome. Yeah, because I yeah. think that points out the way that the dynamics between the families are really obvious that Busy comes from a really traditional working class family and Amanda's family is so open yeah very liberal liberal yeah they're like a very liberal kind of more so like very white Amanda's yeah Amanda's an only child she kind of has a different relationship with her parents more attention probably it's probably more not as not as traditional in the sense that like the parents looking down on their kids and there's a lot of respect and like you're supposed to respect your elders and your parents Amanda, it's probably more like an open... Yes. Yeah, you talk about like your in, feelings and stuff. In this episode, we learn that through omission almost yeah. entirely. Like, we just, from her reactions to what was going on with Busy, and then Busy's reactions Busy's to what was reactions. actually happening yeah. to her, we could kind of surmise you what Amanda's family yeah. would be like. But we didn't actually see anything about yeah. that. Yeah, and Amanda's 
kind of reaction when they're saying grace at dinner. Yeah. Because Amanda's Jewish, right? And mm-hmm. she's oh, just they kind point of that out like, in the text, yeah. Yeah, they just kind of, she's just kind of like awkwardly looking around while they're all saying grace, <laughs> which is, yeah, like kind of how I feel at events where you're just like, someone, like people, families have rituals that you're just like not really a part of or used to, mm-hmm. that you're just kind of like, okay. Um, yeah, it's really interesting that they come from such different but realistic backgrounds, and that's important to... Like, the it really sh- shows in how their characters behave. The show just covers all the bases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's um, Frankie being cool. Yeah, he, like, leaves in the middle of the night <laughs> or something. He, no, he reads the note. Oh, yeah. And then it oh, just wow. seems like his demeanor kind of changes. Like, he just has an ego boost, and he yeah. feels completely, like, empowered to be cool or at, at least attempt it. Yeah. That seems like it was almost direct. At Directly. least because we see how Amanda directly reacts to his interpretation of her her, her letter um when he reads it he quotes a line in front of her and she in the background just gets so upset yeah, with like, that's he, not, that's what, not I what i meant i don't like your reaction to this like I love that she sees so him much. trying to be cool and that's the same thing as him quoting her lines wrong basically yeah or she already thought he way. was cool yeah and he changed and, and he changed he shouldn't have changed because of yeah. his letter and he he goes out and tells, like, Busy, like, oh, I'm staying out past your bedtime. And he gets a short, he gets a leather jacket on, like, really short notice. And sunglasses <laughs> yes. and a Like, cone? where did he get, it's, it's snowing out. He well, just, like, he gets a leather brothers. jacket. I like, though, that when he was in the room, she was knocking and he's like, I'm busy. But she's busy. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, my favorite part of the whole episode when he leaves the room wearing those goggles and the, and she's just, oh, he looked like, ridiculous. Yeah. She looked so in awe because yeah. he must have never worn she anything. She looked great like that though. Before. I think Amanda and Busy looked so great. Amanda was wearing the kind of a red cardigan with the matching red headband. Yeah. And mm. Busy was wearing this like teal baseball kind of top. It was nice. I can't wait to talk about the like fashion and makeup choices during the surreal dream sequence. Oh, the dream sequence. Because that was. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. Talk about that later. Um, Amanda's eating some string licorice thing that I really vaguely remember, but it's just sort of like this really long piece of licorice that looks like string that she's just eating during a scene when they're talking outside, which was kind of just a funny prop in the scene. We should buy that. We should <laughs> go buy licorice. Do you remember that? Like, I was at Dollarama today really and I long, saw But it was like long... the long... St- like they thin, have a name, like yeah, rope or something, it, and it's usually I think like rolled up, probably when you buy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was just like it was just like completely unrolled. No, no it's like, I know what those are though. But they're just like it was just they're a red, long, they're like vines. It's like a long red piece of licorice just hanging out of her mouth that she's carrying around in the scene. <laughs> There's so many like little details. To the yeah, show. just like a really funny detail to me. Um, oh, and it's when they walk by the arcade and they see Frankie mm-hmm. smoking inside of it, like. A, an establishment as a child. They're just, like, letting children... I mean, it's weird enough seeing people smoking inside, like, a public place. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's it even weird. weirder that it's a child could yes. get away with, like... Like, these obviously high school age people are just, like, well, in... the age is 16, isn't and it? And was, was the set there not smoke? so... No. The legal age to smoke? No, it's 19. No, no. Yeah. Did it change? Maybe in the 90s it was different. He was still, like, max well, 14. Like, if you think small. about it, it was... It was legal to smoke in establishments. That changed. And that was a very vague establishment. It looked yeah, it, like it was a an bar, ar- but arcade, it, were, like, but it also it. looked like a like, I don't, I didn't it kind of looked like that. a hairdresser. I don't even. <laughs> but 
there was children obviously yeah, smoking were, next to arcade. Like that's just, they weren't even playing the arcades. Why would you go smoke into an arcade if you're not going to play the games? Why weren't like, they outside? Just it's just, outside? It was just a really weird choice when they could have easily been like saw them on a street corner or like loitering outside of a yeah. store. They just like really made a point that it was like in a in a place like a place of business. That well, these people were the first smoking. time he smokes is outside a convenience store. Yeah, but like Busy and Amanda find him, and they keep going back to that same place where kids just go to smoke, and it's like smoke outside. I don't know. <laughs> the secondhand smoke must be terrible. Yeah, there. imagine how awful everyone's lungs are that just even grew up in a time where everyone smoked inside. Oh my god. Well, we kind of did as children. Yeah, and that's uh, probably that's probably affected us. Yeah, all of them. I have asthma. Not nearly bad enough degree as the people who would have lived previously. Oh like, yeah, people <laughs> like we got we like. We're we, like, okay. got out early. They were like, no, we should stop doing this, which was a really good choice. I think if you were born right now, you have it better. Oh, for sure. Mm. But so I mean, I'm jealous. I, I guess less parents probably smoke now than they did when we were young. Like, both my parents smoked when I was growing up, so. Yeah. Not in the house, but, um. No, people they, used people to smoke while around. pregnant because they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It's bad Mad Men all the time. It's, like, yeah. alarming. I don't watch and that, it's, but it's I can tell they smoke a lot on that And it's still jarring to see when they're all smoking when they're pregnant. It's just... Yeah, smoking's not good. I don't care, I'm a square. <laughs> We're here to say this smoking is, is bad. Oh, yeah. Don't smoke. We are definitely this is, yeah. mirroring the message this is our of this lesson. episode. The message of this episode is don't smoke. We are all men heavy in this situation. We are. I have I have taken a cigarette out of someone's mouth and stepped on it. I was like, you're not smart starting to smoke right now. Like, yes. no. Yeah, you're an Amanda for sure. I am an Amanda. Yeah, he needs to be wearing a warmer jacket when he's outside. That was something. Yeah, leather jackets are not good for winter. I've I've gone through that. It's not a good experience. It's cold. Yeah. It's it's wet. It's not good. Um, the line when they're inside the building, whatever that was, when <laughs> Busy says, "What if Dad walks by and sees you?" and he's like, "Let him get his own smokes." That was like, <laughs> just like the writing of this episode is genuinely funny. Like yeah, Amanda, but... especially, has a lot of lines, but There's like that's clips. like a. That's like a quippy children's show line. I like that line, especially because in his first interaction with the person who gives him a smoke, that's kind of what he says yeah, to, yeah. To, to Frankie. We're not yeah. a charity. Yeah. He says, like, get your own smoke. So he yeah, he's like remembers that clearly because he was like... He's like parroting, kind of. Yeah. And trying to be, like, impressive. And the girl... And in the way that ended yeah. up working in his situation, Yeah, the girl he wanted to funny. impress was like, hey, that was funny. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. That girl that he wanted to impress, she was very nice. She yeah, she... Nice. And, to yeah. a concerning degree, she gave him the smoke when and her boyfriend would say no. Yeah, and didn't seem Well, to it wasn't her boyfriend. It was a guy. Sure. But in that situation, like... He was clearly so young. Why did she do that? Yeah. Was she so nice that was she like just hanging was going to give children? Him. It was a nice thing, but it was bad. It, yeah, exactly. It was definitely a negative thing. She did thing. seem to be like a nice person. But she's like, are you okay? Because he, he made it seem like he, he already smoked. He's like, I'm out of smoke. Yeah, and then he started like coughing. She's like, wait, are you okay? Yeah. She did seem easily deceived by this child. Yeah. She yeah. was like really sympathetic. Like, <laughs> Wasn't she also a child, though? Right. She was definitely she like was young, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah. But, um, she seems nice. I would be her friend. Yeah, which makes Amanda's sort she of like nice. judgments of her at the beginning even worse. That mm-hmm. she was just like really hard on this. It was Jessica, it. right? Yeah. Why is this girl like everywhere? In like, this episode, Amanda notices her, and then Frankie notices her on the street. I don't know. He notices her in the tryouts. I think oh. that's why he went up. He like recognized her because they kind of wave at each other during the tryout. And yeah. that's why Amanda felt threatened. Yeah, yeah, I think that's why. So that that's all connected. Yeah. Okay. yeah, that makes sense. At the time when we were introduced to her hate for that 
other girl, um, Jessica. I did not know that that was why she was threatened, but I guess it was revealed later on. Now looking back, she was threatened by her, but very. So I like how this episode kind of connects the dots. (laughs) It does that. It all it all comes it all comes back together. There's no like extra hanging plot thread. It's all wrapped up. So good. It's so satisfying. It's very satisfying. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and. They call each other um, Egghead and Smokeface, and this, yeah. this banter is really cute. Or like, oh, it, it was kind of sad when Frankie says, we're not buddies the way we used to be. Like, yeah, that felt he's like that very hurt. openly, like, not just acting in an adolescent way where he's, like, growing up, and he, like, straight up tells her, like, we can't be friends anymore because I'm, like, a he's teenager now. He's just so now. rude to her in public. Yeah. And, and I guess it's normal for siblings to do that, but it's just hard to watch. I don't ever... I mean, I guess I'm I'm five years older than my brother, so I was always, like, older than him. But mm-hmm. I don't ever remember, like, openly rejecting him for being younger than me. <laughs> I've been openly rejected for being younger. But that's because when I, maybe I was, like, five and my brother was, like, 12. Because we're like that. He's like, you can't hang out with me and my friends. You're a little kid. And it's just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brother and but I not are like that. a year apart. So, no. Like, I don't. I mean, I'm older, but I don't. We were essentially the same age. So. Yeah. I just treat him like a... But Frankie in this episode, what did he do? He had dumped an ashtray on her? Yeah. That was extreme. Brutal. That's like... That was later on when she tries to go and like... Well, after cool. the confrontation, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, but, the scene, but the this. scene when... <laughs> the most heartbreaking scene after he tells her that like he's too grown up to hang out with her is when she's just kind of like angrily and sadly playing the drums after he leaves. Oh, it's I just know. like it's really so kind of sadly playing. Like she's like... She's good. Upset, but yeah, just like playing the drums in a way that was just like, oh, busy. Her emotions, you I can really like tell them. Because yeah. I connected that to um, earlier when he would turn off his music very loudly yeah. listening to it, kind of like reading uh, Amanda's letter. I felt like that loud rock music connected back to yeah. Fuzzy later angrily using his drum sets. Yeah, and you can kind of see how they're still the same. Yeah. And they use, they both. Like, the using, same kind of music and use it sort of... To express their feelings. Yeah, have some, exactly. they have an emotional connection to music. That's how these characters are expressing themselves. Yeah. Whereas Which is Amanda's a lot, is yeah, Amanda's poetic is more literary. Yeah, hers is more, like, psychology and feelings and statistics. writing. Exactly. And statistics, really straightforward. Yeah, she's very straightforward. Too busy in the scene where she's, like, smoking at her basement window. Oh, yes. And she <laughs> Busy's, was like... Yeah, Quite. Busy's, like... Do I look cool? And she's like, no, you look like an idiot. <laughs> like, very blunt in comparison yeah. to, like, Busy and her brother being like, yeah, smoke face, egghead. Amanda's like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Um, she That's the that's the scene where she has the can of um, yeah. Febreze or yeah. whatever. And Busy says, maybe I should smoke menthols. When she has her <laughs> to get that fresh, to get that fresh taste. Oh, yeah. God. The way she, <laughs> like, says that line. Very funny to me. One of the funnier parts yeah. of this episode. I, uh, I found it interesting how Busy didn't have any trouble smoking. Yeah. She didn't need yeah, her brother was like coughing. She, she actually like looked cool or not cool, but Frankie... I mean, she was like standing on a ladder yeah. in the basement smoking at a window. She was more collected than, <laughs> than her Frankie, brother was. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but she wasn't trying to impress anyone. She wasn't trying to impress anyone. She, she was genuinely it. just like, what's all the hype about? Yeah, she was trying and to find And Frankie was trying to be impressive mm-hmm. and sort of... Like, completely self-conscious at the same time, yeah. Yeah, Busy wasn't trying to impress Amanda. She knew Amanda thought she was being stupid. But I love how Amanda was just, like, not afraid to be like, you look dumb. Yeah, they Mm -hmm. have very... Their communication is very open with one another. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. You seem like you definitely be in Amanda, like, 
if if that was us, like if that were us, I think you would be the same. I think I think I react to things the same way Amanda does. I think a you lot do. Of the time. I think you. Do. Yeah. I feel like I've been both. I'm a mixture of both. Life. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what uh, who I am right now. Yeah, right I think now, it'll change from episode to episode. Right I now, maybe you're um, Jessica Purdy. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't hate that. She seemed nice. I think I'm Jessica Purdy right now. Yeah, she seemed nice. She seemed nice. Hopefully, we but I don't smoke, oh. and I will never smoke, and I will never give anyone smokes. That's where we <laughs> differ. That's, That's the like the difference. entire thing she did. <laughs> yeah. I'd go to a basketball game though. Tryouts. Same thing. You'd go to a high school basketball tryouts. If I were in high school, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the dream? I'm yes, really yeah, that's, that's, I think that's, that's where we're at. Right, yeah. we're yeah. right there yeah, right now. Right there. Like, We've gone yes. to the dream, okay. REM, you know, we're there. So, <laughs> she walks into this bar yeah, that what is, is an arcade. That is a, there's no adults, but it's very adult. Um, <laughs> a lot like this show. Yeah. It's um, black and white. <laughs> it's black and white, which is a huge, stark, uh, stylistic decision. Yeah. Um, and the makeup is so theatrical for it's, every of the yeah. three main characters that you can immediately tell this is supposed to be very jarring from reality. Unlike yeah. the weird music from episode one, this was, like, visual. Like, yeah. even Frankie had, like, lipstick and eyeliner. Yeah, everyone and, like, was, like, wearing very theatrical makeup. Busy had a mole. butch. Very butch. And Amanda was, Amanda was behind her. Yeah. They, very femme. And it was just, was like... was very gay. It was. It really was. They drove on a motorcycle yeah, about Amanda, five feet. Yeah. Amanda's, like, behind her, like, holding, holding on. Yes. And another thing that started to jump ahead kind of in the scene, when Busy rides up and says, Can, what does a chick have to do to get a light around here? But men and women, like, everyone holds out their lighters. It wasn't, like, a really yeah, gendered thing where it was all these boys. It was, like... Boys and girls, all of them reaching out with their lighters to light her cigarette in a way mm-hmm. that was just like... She's so cool. Yeah, it was cool, but it was interesting to me that it was like... The girls and the boys were both... The girls, like, the boys, they were all like busy. Light her cigarette. <laughs> and then Amanda's yes. great line, what does a girl have to do to open a window to get an open window around here yeah. and she looks like very like kind of geeky yeah and she's not kind cool of yeah she's got like goggles but it's or glasses it's or something adorable. yeah the outfits just i can't even describe yeah that was a really good scene I that think. was one of the best yeah that and i really hope we continue to see these awesome yeah. dream sequences it's already the second like episode there's a there's second been, dream yeah there's been, been so two sort of yeah they kind of like take a break from reality yeah or we're looking directly into one of the characters heads i'm not sure yeah, if this first was of, amanda and this is busy or yeah the first one was amanda amanda's dream and this one's a busy's sort of, daydream mm-hmm. yeah and they're both sort of looks into their psyches it, yes it definitely does but fantasy at the same time and it, it's is, kind of revealing yeah <laughs> it's, it's very, very revealing which is yeah it's really interesting to do that because it's almost like writing in a way where you get to see into a, char- a character's head that you don't usually get to see on screen except mm-hmm. for in I guess like fantasy sequences but yeah there's no conjured reason here it's just thrown yeah. in cut it's very they like, cut in and out of it so and we don't quickly. really it. there's hardly yeah. like a transition it just sort of cuts out and they're back to normal yes and busy has got sure. a cigarette in her mouth she's frankie's so like that part you look happened, at least. absolutely moronic yeah <laughs> yeah and he's He's he, so angry, but... He asks like, where she got them and then makes her pay I thought he would be concerned for some reason. Like, at first, I thought he would be concerned, like, why are you smoking? But he was just like, give me a buck. These cost money. They're not free. You think these are cheap? I know, and I wonder if... I wish he would was, be concerned. I, 
That's a question I had at the end of the episode. What what makes the change in him? Was it concern? Was part of his change um, by realizing what he did was stupid? I think part of the change was him realizing how rude he was to her. I think because when he dumped the ashtray on her, yeah, and she left all upset. I think he realized like I really upset yeah. my sister. And did he? But do you think any of that was concern about seeing his younger sister smoking and how his behavior was affecting her, or do you think that just like didn't factor in? I think, yeah, I, I think ex- all of it factored. in. I was yeah. expecting him to be more like, "What are you doing? You're so young." I think him dumping the ashtray on her was a reaction of being upset and angry about her stealing the smokes and her coming and confronting him. And all of that played in together. I think that his action of dumping the ashtray was his way of... Because if he had said, if he had vocalized his concern, that would have been some sort of, like, social contract being broken between the two. You know, this relationship between them. They have their certain boundaries as brother and sister. And I think if he had expressed direct concern, that wouldn't have been... That's just not how those two interact, I think. Yeah. So that was his way of doing that and realizing that's not an appropriate response yeah. was how he Especially reacted. since since he, 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 I think he realized that she was concerned for him yeah. and that she didn't even uh, rattle him out to his parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he understood, like, okay, she cares about me. She didn't tell on me. Maybe I should change what I'm doing. I think but that's I think, part of it. Too. I think part of the reason he didn't wasn't upfront about it was because also... To not show concern in front of the people yeah, he was trying to impress. He was also trying to keep up appearances of being like, fine, just pay me for the cigarettes. Trying to be like a, seem like a cool older brother, but sort of like hard on his little sister. Instead but he of got like, too hard by doing that. He did mm-hmm. get too hard. But then when he returns to his seat, they're all kind of laughing and he's like, it's not funny. Yeah, that was a strange reaction from those other mid children, teenager yeah. people. Those, I don't know what they were, but really... Where was Jessica? They, were, they, thought, they thought that was that funny. I wouldn't have laughed at that. But then he, <laughs> I yeah, gone then after he tells them busy. it wasn't funny, so yeah, it's just like his behavior was kind of... I think he was he just so angry that it was a reactionary thing to dump yeah. the ashtray on her. It wasn't something that he thought to look cool. It was just like, yeah, I don't know how to express my emotions, so I'm just yeah, going to do this. Exactly. He kind of immediately realized what he did was And immediately wrong. he realized this is wrong. I shouldn't have done that to my sister. But he couldn't do anything because she left. And then um, Amanda has another really good line where she uh, busy doesn't have enough money, so he, she asks Amanda, and Amanda's like, you want me to help you pay for your cigarettes? And she's, like, so outraged. Oh, my God. Her voice, her tone, <laughs> yeah. just the way she her says it is so is just great. Like, she's, like, genuinely shocked and just, like... Her acting is just... Yeah, she just, like, absolutely was amazing. amazing. That was a really... Amanda had all the best lines in this episode, I think. Uh just as a question, is this when Busy runs off to his room now to kind of trash no, it, it, or was that earlier? It was, it was when they were still in the scene, before he dumps the ashtray on the head, okay. he's like, you need to, you owe me another 50 cents or something like that. And she's like, Amanda. And yeah, she doesn't have the money, <laughs> she's like, so she's like, pockets. Amanda, kind of like, yeah. give him change, and Amanda's just like, what? I'm not helping you, like, buy cigarettes from your brother. She's like, so she, anti she like, like no, Yeah, she's like, you know where I stand on this issue. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, about? I, I know I'm where that happened. But afterwards, is that when she directly runs to his room and sort of like oh, after this trashes scene? it? Yeah. And that's when they find the letter? Yeah. Because I liked how... <laughs> I just liked how those two scenes were sequenced and no, I liked structured how, in that way. Um, n- neither of them really talk about their feelings. They just kind of want to destroy things like he dumps the ashtray and then she goes to his she room just and just and just yeah. reaction like she yeah. destroys everything takes down his posters and then mocks the the letter the love letter it's right so in front funny. of amanda yeah which like amanda's like oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah the, like, <laughs> yeah amanda 
is caught and busy instantly knows that it was her. Not instantly. It takes her well, a little bit, but she gets it. She's a yeah. smart cookie. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is your handwriting. <laughs> and then she just feels so immediately betrayed. Yeah. She doesn't even seem that shocked, though. She's just like, oh my god, Amanda. My brother. You are doing yeah, <laughs> typical but... Amanda nonsense yet again. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, why are you crushed on everyone? And then Amanda's like, I crush so easily. And then Basie's like, but... but no one ever crushes back. Yeah, and I was like, that was the kicker. wow, that is crushing to say to a 7th grader or 6th grader, like, as a friend. Yeah. It's like self-esteem crushing. Yeah, but Basie was sort of double betrayed by, like, the two most important peers in her life. That's like, what she what said. She I think that's yeah. exactly what she said. Yeah, she said, yeah, they're just, like, the two... <laughs> yeah, she's like, like, trust the most yeah, in my life betrayed me. That's what she said. Yeah, they're the two people who she, yeah, has the strongest relationship with and really, like, connects with, and they just, like, double betrayed her. I don't mm. think Amanda betrayed her, though. No, but Busy feels betrayed. But it feels betrayed, yeah. And there's even a way to feel like, uh... Frankie's response to wanting to be cool stems from the letter, kind of. Yeah, so there's so kind of some blame feels there. Like yeah, it's like you can attribute a, those yeah, like storyline A to storyline B. Why do these girls know who James Dean is and what happened to him? Oh, that was hilarious. Busy oh. said something about him wanting to be cool. Like, who do you think like he is, James, James Dean? <laughs> and Amanda's like, yeah, look she how he turned she, out. Yeah, look what and happened to him. <laughs> Wow, how do you know the story of James Dean? You're like an 11 year old in the 90s. <laughs> They're so quick to like just remark at each other. Like it when, was that like witty, quippy dialogue. That's yeah. just, and uh, uh, Busy I says love. that like um, even if I needed organs, I'd never want to talk to you again. I don't want any of your organs. <laughs> if I was dying, and then Amanda's like, we're having the same blood type. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Amanda's lines this episode as the vo- as the voice of reason are like just. Yeah, they're very on par with just like quippy typewriting now, like in adult shows. Like it's yes. very much on that... par with the style of writing that I love in TV shows. I know, like I don't think I was that quick-witted when I was in seventh grade. Oh, no, no, they're like TV show quick-witted. They're like yeah. not even real life quick-witted. <laughs> yeah. So fun to watch. Yeah, it's it fun as an adult to watch and appreciate. Yeah, I kind of already said the ending <laughs> felt weird to me because I didn't know. Like, it didn't feel conclusive. Like, I didn't... I guess you can infer the shift in why Frankie came home like a changed person, but it's not really straightforward. And I can't tell if I if I like that or not. I mean, it's good that we can pull why we think. Like, we, we sorted it out, and I do understand it more than, like, mm-hmm. when I first was watching yeah. it. But for, like, the audience, it's sort of... I mean, I guess kids don't care. The moral of the story is... I think the he realized what he did was doing. Moral story is everything went back to normal. They're friends again, and they, they yeah. ate food together, talking about normal they stuff. Sort of like, realize oh, that they're, I want salami. Yeah. I don't like roast beef. Like that was cute. Like which everything. is good. They kind of realize that their relationship's changing and like mm-hmm. evolving as they're getting older. But that that they can sort of their relationship can evolve with them growing up. Like they can continue. They can continue eating salami together. Yeah, they can. They can just grow up together, and like their relationship can change with how they're changing. Mm-hmm. I like the complexity of his storyline in that regard because yeah. it seems like I, because we have these three very clear-cut ones that intercut in very smart ways, I have trust that when one of the storylines is kind of vaguer about one character's intentions and it's the only male character that's not in the central pair, um, I, I trust that they're being vague because they want to be saying that his response to this thing is more complex than maybe <laughs> the events surrounding it. Yeah. can completely explain. You know, he wasn't just caused by the letter to do these cool things, and he didn't just 
stop smoking because he felt like health concerns for his sister. But I think there were a lot of other things going on, yeah. a lot to do with masculinity and that specific stage of his own adolescence, which, yeah. by omission, we, we could do, read a lot about. Do you think that was conscious or subconscious? Because that's kind of like a lot for a kid to process consciously. Oh, it's I think it was all... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I'm like saying a, the show is like... Yeah, it was the show things. is writing it that way, but do you think but like as think a character... he knows at all He doesn't why know why he realized... No, yeah. You know, no. I think Amanda realized it all. Amanda has no psychology. She, she connected. She's like, she, he's trying to impress his father. Basketball didn't work out. Yeah. He can just be cool and smoke now. He doesn't need basketball. Yeah. He's trying all it out because exactly, exactly. he's the runt of the family, which was said in the show. Yeah. So he just doesn't feel like he's. Which is interesting that Lizzie doesn't even factor into that because she's no, a girl. she's like, well, she that's just him. She doesn't even. He's. He's she doesn't, the she runt doesn't understand. He's the she doesn't boy. understand because she's not the runt. The you know, the yeah. boy of the family. The or maybe she even feels like she is the runt in a different way. You know? Or maybe yeah. she feels Being like they're, the they're connected because they're both... Yeah. She probably has a kinship for that reason. Like their brothers. They're betrayed. both... In the beginning, it kind of just like, Frankie's always so nice to me. He's not like my other brothers. Yeah. We're together. Like, he's nice mm-hmm. to me. They were kind of always like a pair growing together. Yeah. And then now, but then Frankie he, kind of wants to branch out. Yeah, he's, he's shifting to more trying to emulate his father and older brothers rather than... But he's failing how, and, and... Yeah. And, you know, that's the whole so episode. maybe, so maybe at the end he kind of comes back to realizing. I don't have to his, be that way. Yeah, his connection with Busy that he already has is. It doesn't have to suffer. It doesn't have to suffer for the sake of masculinity. Yeah, or, exactly. He's fighting that's... for something that isn't like that important. He's, yeah, it's he's trivial. Fighting, it's trivial. Yeah, it's trivial, and it's something that he's not getting what he wants out of, and what like what people are giving back to him isn't positive in the same way that he already has a positive relationship yes. with Busy. Yeah. It's, it's what other exactly. people want for him. Yeah. And he, he, he felt but, like he needed but it, but they, he didn't. But they want they want it for him while at the same time trying to stop him from achieving it. Like, the brothers mm-hmm. are all like, you're supposed to be sporty and cool to be a guy, but they're not giving him any confidence and putting him, do, down and, for, and, putting him down yeah. for even wanting those things while expecting it of him at, at exactly. the same time. Exactly. exactly. Is that yeah. not like so the crux of, like, deconstruction yeah. itself? Oh my goodness. Like, and yes. just, like, yeah, and it's totally a, a, a look at masculinity, which is oh. even interesting it's for the It's just bullying. Sec- it's just bullying yeah. for the sake of bullying. <laughs> it's the second episode of a, like, preteen show centered around two girls coming of age but yeah. they take this little aside to even, to look at masculinity as well because so it's such an inclusive oh show that like looks <laughs> at all these big topics and at first glance you think this is about smoking and the hazards I of smoking know, right? yeah. it's but it's about so much more than that it's <laughs> yeah. about masculinity it's about crushes it's about uh, coolness like, yeah it's about and like self-confidence and being threatened by other girls and there's so many layers. Well, sibling rivalry, sibling yeah. concern, yeah. family dynamics, um, gender, spousal. And all this. It makes Smokescreen yeah. as an episode title smoke sound very Yeah, smart. wow. <laughs> oh, very oh, This show is genius. I have never even... <laughs> wow. There's so many layers to this episode, and I think that's why it was so important that it's constructed with those three complex. different points of views that mm-hmm. all kind of intersect but are all separate at the same time. And they're like three different situations of growing up and can i just say amanda's poem was very good yeah she was like it was a good poem you yes. you could see her writing it and she went through lines and she's like this line sounds too country western yeah or she <laughs> she's very Laying self-aware of what, what she was trying to do for a seventh or sixth grader that's an amazing poem yeah i would love to receive something like yeah. that <laughs> it seemed really heartfelt yeah it did yeah wow i kind of 
I don't know if I wish that Frankie knew, knew it was her. Yeah, maybe he never finds off. out that it's her. Maybe it's better off that he didn't, though. Which is good, because I don't, I don't want to see Amanda going through like that. Sort yeah. of I think she, she was over him oh, after yeah. her it was whole smoking. And yeah, it was really nice that it came back around not to not to Amanda and a boy. It came back down to Amanda and Busy's friendship, which is like the core like, of the show. Mm-hmm. The plot line, the plot, the plot line resolves itself. With Busy like and Amanda, not with Amanda things, and her crush. A bunch yep. of things were thrown out there, and then the good things returned. Yeah. I don't know, like a yo-yo. Yeah. It was... <laughs> wow. There's a lot. I didn't think I was going to have this much to say about this episode going Me into it. Me neither. And it's it all so really surprised. just started to come together when we were talking about it. Especially yeah. since I don't have like a relationship with smoking, I was like, oh, I hope I have something to say, but then... But there's a lot of... just. I think just happen. talking, we, we unearthed a lot of things that we didn't even yeah. discover, even after just watching the show. Just discussing, we learned so much. Yeah, it's good. Precisely. It's good. <laughs> Any other last minute thoughts on your films? No, um, I have too much myself. Hmm. I'm really happy that they're um, happy at the end. That's yeah, it. it was a positive ending. Positive yeah. ending. I'm not sure how it would feel about leaving an episode of this show um, so <laughs> unstable yeah. at the end. If they didn't resolve it, that, that yeah. would be more upsetting by a long shot. Maybe there's an episode with two parts. Who knows what we could run into. Also, I know. To be continued. Yeah, interesting that it didn't end up being like just a moral tale of the dangers of smoking. Like there was just so much They threw in a lot of statistics, but it wasn't the point. Yeah, that mm-hmm. wasn't the really the end result. It was so much more about the relationships between the characters than it was about like it wasn't even really about there was no peer pressure really involved. No one was telling that like usually when you see those smoking episode of the like topic very of the week special. episodes, yeah. yeah, it's very much Look at these kids getting peer pressure into smoking, and it was about, they it's about just resisting. Themselves. It's about yeah, it's about resisting peer pressure and stuff. But yeah. it was no, no one was telling this kid to smoke. He got in his head that the cool thing to do was smoke because yeah, the girl he thought was cute was smoking, but it wasn't. It wasn't external. It was completely an internal desire to like be something mm-hmm. and like present himself to people in a in a way that was mm-hmm. that was more what the episode was about versus like. How smoking, how bad smoking in it is, and how to like resist external forces. It was like a really yeah internal this is more episode. Than, like, what you sit down and watch like about a peer pressure. Yeah, PSA. that in itself makes the show that much more realistic because if you think about it, um, people's internal like decisions and what they decide for themselves that's stronger than peer pressure. That's what usually happens. Yeah, that, people I, usually make their own decisions, and peer pressure is usually what's focused a, on in the media factor. and then the prevention. Especially around kids, I would say. But, but so much sure. so for much sure, of though. growing up it is like an internal a constant internal like conflict about how you present yourself and yes. how people view other you. Other factors affect that, that but you're don't the one get, you're the one yeah, deciding. A lot of these like a lot of these like moral lesson y type shows and movies. They kinda bring the other kids. Yeah, they bring the other They're very kid. much focused on how external forces affect a person. And this and is showing like those ways. Yeah, and this showing, is not so interested in showing the direct ways. Yeah, showing this is all the sources. It's not but showing it's like totally one like a bad group of people based. who influence the good kid. It's showing that yeah. even a good kid can just, you know, do bad things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and for themselves, decide that they want to do this thing. Yeah. Or be influenced by such a cacophony of sources. Yeah, that, like, a lot of things go into contributed. this decision. Like even his father Yeah, like, it's not just it's not just it's these not like bad thing. scenes. It's not just being like grabbed by the hand and taken to do something bad. It's all these things affecting him to do something bad. Yeah, which is a much more nuanced way yeah, of looking it's incisive at incisive and looking at why smoking happens culturally yeah. than saying, Oh well peer pressure does it. It's like mm. It's like then where does it start? If yeah. if everyone's being peer pressured, who's the first peer pressurer? What, what is comes peer first, pressure? the chicken yeah. or the egg? Yeah. 
who are the peers that we're talking about. Like, it could be your family, it's pressuring Not everybody has peers. Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Wow, okay. <laughs> Any more last minute thoughts? <laughs> That's it. Let's, um... Wrap it up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you want to say to people? Put out the cigarette. <laughs> Don't smoke. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Okay. Don't, yeah. Don't do that. Goodbye. Um, thanks for listening. See ya.